We'll call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mayor Westergaard. Yes. Stankamp. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Walden. Yep. Public forum will we'll wait when he gets here, I guess. So okay. Have him do that. Alright. Okay. Consent or do you want to do it? Go ahead. No, I will do it. Okay. Alright. Consent, uh, consent agenda, any additions or corrections? If not, we need a motion to approve. The only thing that I'll request is an addition of a resolution so that we can, what Kay and I didn't realize was the bank wants a resolution to get, to change the accounts, so I'm a signature on the accounts. So we can do it next time in two weeks, but we thought if we could squeeze in this resolution tonight, we can get that piece taken care of. We can do that. Okay. Make a motion to approve resolution number 23. Roll call. Waltman? Yep. Beckman? Yes. Bankamp? Yes. Frank? Yes. Okay, we have two building permits. They're both signed. Eric, they're fine, ready to go. What do we need to do, was that going to be put under the consent agenda? Do we have to make? We'll actually have to approve. You need to. We did that. Consent agenda first. No, we did that. that oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You just did yeah. the resolution. Okay, we'll do the consent agenda. So moved. Second. 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 Roll call. Waltman? Yep. Frank? Yes. Beckman? Yep. Yes. Okay, two building permits. Motion to approve. On the, on the one with the fence on the south end of it. It doesn't show how far you how far is he from the property line on the south, do you know? Um not realistically no, but it, it's well as well if it's well within the within the two foot. The building is back there. Okay. I'll make the motion to approve. Second. I'll second. Roll call. Frank? Yes. Second? Yes. Walman? Yes. Second? Yes. Okay, we have the administrative report and the utilities director report. Um, <coughs> well, I'm two weeks in. All right. <laughs> um, I guess, I mean, a lot of my time has been spent just learning, um, trying to get to know staff. Um, Jason and I, um, as he'll kind of go over what, what has been worked on in the last couple of weeks that we've been working on, what we're looking to try and accomplish. Um, as I get acclimated and he's still getting acclimated so I mean I can say we probably have had a few fires that we've had to put out but I mean not nothing too major but we keep you know plugging away on stuff so if you want to kind of share what what public works and what you all been doing um, do you guys want me to sit here or do you want me to go up there you're fine, you're fine. Uh, we Received a complaint about a tree at 128 South Lake Street. Upon looking at it, the whole tree was hollow and dead, so we took it down. Um, we did that right away. Cell 2 out at the Wastewater Lagoon was one of the questions from the previous council meeting. We have filled that. Um, it is full. We are continuing with our F1 discharge. We don't have concerns about that cell leaking, but we do have concerns about uh, cell 1, which is the main cell 1 area, which after the meeting, I'm going to see if Forrest has time and we'll go over there and take a quick gander um, to see what he thinks of it also. Um, 
the fountain, we're working on that with Black Squirrel, trying to get that back up and running um, per the requests. High Service Pump 2 has quit working. Um, according to the electricians and the people that were here working on it, it died a slow death. Uh, we do have another one on order because it is crucial that we have that, otherwise we cannot put water out to the system if the other one fails. So we always have to have two. So we are working, that should be here hopefully in a week or two. We'll get that put back in, then we'll be back up where we're supposed to be. What was that again? High service pump. High service. The motor for the high service pump is actually what it is. Um, we did get a couple quotes uh, and ended up going with the cheapest one, but also the same person that does all of our uh, repairs and stuff at the water plant anyways, electric pump. Uh, Manhole on Lake, uh, we did have a cone on it, somebody stole the cone. We re-examined the manhole again, it is getting worse. Um, it's not going to be a quick repair. I do have a gentleman um, from Rehab System coming on Friday. He is going to give us a quote on what it's going to take to beef it up and make it so it doesn't happen again and so it's correct, corrected the way it's supposed to be done. Also, why he is here, he is going to suck out our lift station at the uh, main wastewater plant as there is a large crust of grease and other debris that uh, we can really determine how deep it was after Saturday's rain. Um, so we're going to get that gone and hopefully that lift station will continue to operate the way it's supposed to. Uh, we have new scales at the water plant for reading our chlorine uses and our potassium permanganate use. We did discover that there is a difference in the scales from what we were using to what we are currently using now of about 14 pounds. So 14 pounds doesn't sound like a ton, but it adds up in a hurry. So we're going to make changes and we'll be okay. Um, let's see here. Electrical uh, department moved a light up at the high school that was right in the middle of their entrance that nobody knew about. <laughs> um, so it has been moved. Uh, the pump in lift station number 10 on Lakewood was seized up uh, with a pair of underwear in it. So that pump was pulled and the underwear was removed and the pump put back into place. We did discover another issue there. There's a blind flange that had a two, two inch galvanized hole and just a pipe cut out into it, that galvanized has essentially rotted away. So now we're getting just a flat uh, coupler to our cap to fit over it. So now it's going to stop back feeding and that will save our wear and tear on our pumps in there. Otherwise they're just going to sit there and cycle. Uh, Vaco did their fire suppression. We're working with them on their meters. Still working on the mud volleyball pit. We just got Hopefully let it dry out some before we <laughs> continue to move it. Um, um, when we get to the, the pickup portion, I did contact Carol, I did contact Odebolt, and then I did contact the state contract, uh, which is Stivers Ford out of uh, Waukee. So I did reach out to all three of them. Uh, Odebolt, it was not in their allotment of what they're allowed, so therefore Carol uh, when we get that, you'll see it have the lowest bid. Um, Saturday, we did get a lot of rain. 
Uh, we did have the main lift station out at the wastewater plant stop working. Um, part of that is there was a power glitch. When the system does a power glitch, it switches over to floats in order to turn the pumps on. Well, when you got a three foot to four foot crust of grease and stuff in there, the floats don't work very well. So therefore, I had to run them by hand. Got it pumped down, got it switched over to transducer. We we're good to go. Um, but once we get that sucked out and cleaned up, that would be better. On the electrical side, they dug a new grave, um, put the light pole up at the library in the parking lot, uh, set the pole and hooked up a new LED light, fixed the light that wasn't working on the boat ramp on Lighthouse Point, lots of locates and locates and locates <laughs> and locates. <laughs> um, they fixed the broken neutral by the golf course on Highway 471, the old 71. Marked out and called in locates for uh, four new services or moving services. They potholed some wires uh, for Blackhawk Construction, hung disconnect notice, uh, a lot of setup for Ragbri and everything else with the peds and the cords and um, the concert and making sure that we have everything where it needs to be for everybody to have that stuff. And then uh, we've had a few call outs out of campgrounds for breakers and um, certain things like that. And that's kind of what we've been doing since the last council meeting. On the stuff that we did for RAGBRAI, did we keep that separated? As far as our time and material for that? I do not believe so. Because that was part of the stuff we talked about for RAGBRAI committee. To, to pay that. To, to reimburse that. the city for yeah. the, them, them, them certain expenses. One of the council meetings we talked about that was you know, the added police, city workers for doing the stuff and the garbage stuff would come out of yep. the rag brag committee, committee funds. Right. So how are we going to keep that separated or figure out or estimate? Yeah. We, can, we can we probably can work on that and see what we can come up with, I think. And I believe we can come mm -hmm. up with a number before the next council meeting. I just <coughs> going back to, you guys weren't here, or you weren't here, you weren't here when we talked about them, just bring, reminded everybody about that. And yeah, we'll want to do so that pretty soon. We, we yep. Close out the book. Yeah, well, we can work on that this week. Uh, we'll get well, it. Back to the uh, manhole intakes. Are we going to look at the rest of them around the community that needs addressed also? I do know of three of them to include the one on Lake Street. So two others that have been brought to my attention from my guys that work for me. We are going to look at those YTs here in town. Um, the same guy that is sucking out the grease out of the wastewater plant is the same gentleman that's going to give us the quote. Okay. So I figure why he's here and we're paying him by the hour. Right. We're going to use him and abuse him as much as we can during those hour time frames. Okay. Uh, is, is that the same guy that would do the storm sewer? There's one storm sewer intake that's, and I can't tell you where it's West at. and six. West, West and six. six. We've already talked to uh, one contractor about it, but I can also see if this gentleman would be willing to look at it. That'd be great. And then I also have a, with, with the storm that came through, I came down the highway at 9.30, quarter to 10 Saturday night. The water is almost a foot deep. Um, do we have a backup plan as far as pumping out the lift stations? Randy Dross used to come in and help us with his tanks. He no longer has them tanks. Um, I don't know if we need to be 
talking to another farmer that has, you know, liquid manure tanks to help us. Yeah. But I mean, we, we don't want to be scrambling no. at the last minute. So. No. When did he get rid of them? It's not all finalized yet, I don't think. He sold his business. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, because he, he sucked out our mud volleyball pit. Yeah, it's like any day now they're going to okay. be. But I don't know if, uh, like, Zach and Eric bomb over, over at Auburn. That would be a good one now. I don't know. I think they might be just, just uh, dragging holes, though. But I can talk to Zach. And, well, yeah. I, I mean, we, we need to have a backup plan in case of an emergency. Yep. And, and, and I don't really good to the city. This was even prior to my being on the council yeah. that we used them last. I don't know who bought Randy's. You can ask him who bought that. I don't know if it's public that he that yeah. the name, but I do know that it's all the sign that he's about in the eyes. Okay, yeah, I can. Thank you, Jason and Teresa. Very good. Thank you. And good work for being green in the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. There was one other issue, I guess. The city don't. The grass and the leaves got started on fire somehow. We did not start the grass and the leaves on fire. Okay. That was not us. Okay. It could have been a member or something. It, it could have been, but no, that was not us that did that. Okay. All we lit was the branches, branches and the okay. tree stuff. I, yeah, I didn't know if it was you know miscommunication somewhere, but if we didn't do it, then because yeah. that takes forever to get that smoldering stuff put out, and that's where our issues have come from. The only I'm the one that lit it on fire. I'm the one that <laughs> babysat it. Yeah. Um, I did push the grass up. Yep. And so it wasn't all strung out, but I did not light that on fire. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a good job getting that burned up and back down to a manageable pile. Yep. And I think at some point in time we have that policy in place that you can review and when we decided to do that dump the way we did it to pacify everybody. Because we want to make sure we have that dump for everybody in town to use. And, at some point in time, you can look at it and see once and why we did what we did that way. Thank you for doing everything, all of you, for Wright Dry and Carnival. And if it wasn't for my guys, I couldn't do half of what's getting done. You know, so. It takes teamwork. Okay, uh, we uh, would like to appoint Trent Iverson as the Assistant Utility Supervisor. He has agreed to serve in that capacity. I'll make that motion. I'll second it. Roll call. Waltman? Yes. Muller? Yes. Brian? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Zankamp? Yes. Thanks for stepping up, Trent. Yeah. Okay, we want to talk about this drainage, this 500-foot new electric service. Let's see what our policy should or shouldn't be. I think, I think the biggest thing is what we're asking council is permission to bore. Um, I think the property owner is under the understanding that it'll be their responsibility to pay for this, pay for this new service that they'll be getting. Um, and, and, you know, policy going forward on, on new service, I think we just need to sit down and visit and present to council what we feel, you know, a fee schedule and those kinds of things should be for, you know, providing new service, continuing extending service for for the electric side of things. Um, I think we have some of that in place. I'm kind of, as being, you know, new. But I think the biggest question is we're asking, you know, permission to have this third party come in 
to bore the line because the guys, you know, you maybe Trent can explain it a little bit better than I can. The equipment that we have, it'd be better to have a third party bore this extensive amount of line versus <coughs> trenching it in, correct? Yeah, we would, our trencher doesn't, is older, doesn't go through uh, bad soil the best, roots and stuff like that aren't, aren't easy on it. So what we have to do is open cut with our backhoe. Well, it's over 500 feet at the minimum. So to open cut that's gonna, it's gonna take a while and then it's just gonna settle over time. The easiest way is to get, and I'm not, I'm not saying that quality is the guy to go with, you know, I'm just, I just got a bit from him, but um, it's a lot faster. He'll be in and out of there in half a day. And so are we, are we boring this from the existing pool? When I say we quality boring this from the existing pool that's there now. Correct. To the north, east, yep. back into that flatland open back there. Yep, he's got a shed back there. I don't know if you even know that, but it's kind of tucked away back in there. He's he's got a shed that is already built. Basically, he just he's ready for power. Um, and then eventually, in five years or so, he thought he was going to build a house back there too. And so, like I brought up to Teresa, I, I don't know what what route to go because technically we provide a service to him right now. Um, going from the pole where the transformer's on to the shop, we can't bury four-aught triplex wire that far. We'll have too much line loss and he won't have the voltage he needs. So what we need to do is we need to bury primary back there instead of padding on transformer. So after that, I was in the office that day yep. when you come in and I looked and I didn't find anything in our code. Oddly enough, I traveled that day. And I started looking at some of our rule stuff, and I noticed a lot of it's all overhead. Yep. And that's how it was done. And I also reached out to Bill, <coughs> um, and he says that we don't provide that second service. Normally, it's always a customer thing. And yep. He said to look up the Dave Schultz agreement, yep. um, and I don't know anything about the Dave Schultz agreement. Yeah, that would be um, probably more where his big son lives now. Um, I think Kate can probably talk about that more than I can. But, but I know we... we I know the city, and this is before my time on the council, I know the city changed their policy after we ran power all the way out to Hallett's that one time, and they never used it. We had all that money left. Yeah. yeah. And I know we don't want to get into that situation. Well, we have a we have a similar situation coming up in the near future with uh, an acreage right north of town that kind of the same situation. We have a meter on a, on a separate pole overhead right now. Eventually there will be a house in another shop but it'll be five, 600 feet away from the transformer again. So we're kind of, I mean, it's good that we're talking about it because we're going to have it come up twice. So, so are you saying that maybe the council needs to come up with the policy on how we do this moving forward? Correct. With I, this I, one and the new one? And yep, that's just kind of, I just want, want to know what to tell them pretty much is that um, going forward, you know, we'll get it on black and white and can just... When I think we could probably write up an agreement Absolutely. that, you know, with what their costs are what our responsibilities are and you know go from there with between the property owner and the city yeah. and so I know, and you know for the electric utility i know from my my experience um from my past that a lot of sometimes when i worked in bancroft we would we would pay for the city would pay for that up and up front but then they we would reflect it on their bill so that they wouldn't have a $40,000 cost up front, you know, so I don't know if that's something you guys want to look into or not. It's just a suggestion. So we're, so like us be the banker. Pretty much. 
So the Dave Schultz agreement, our sheriff for the Dave Schultz agreement states that if he has single phase and he wants to upgrade to three phase, which he did, is why he had to pay. He had to pay everything up front. <clears throat> and then we reimburse him based on his usage over a so many year period. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm just asking a question, trying to understand this for a policy moving forward. Yep. If you guys don't mind, ask a couple questions here. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll just use Union Avenue for example, mm -hmm. and we're moving it way back there. And I look at some of these other farm places where it's run overhead. Is, is the overhead wire not capable <clears throat> of carrying the? Uh, it's a different wire. How's it? What you'd have to do is the same thing. You'd have to you'd have to do a primary wire, and so you'd have a phase and neutral. And a lot of times, what we do, we go underground with it, and on acreages like his where there's a lot of trees, one is you get rid of your am, animal issue, two you get rid of trees. So instead of us spending every year or two out there trimming trees, we don't worry about it. And then you don't have to worry about your squirrels, raccoons, stuff like that that causes an allergy. So. Underground wires normally last long, or supposed to. So you don't have your pole cost. You don't have your wire cost. I'm just playing duck because I'm trying no, to. Under, I'm trying to understand the high voltage stuff a little bit. So, Mid American Energy or City Lake View, where we got all of our above poles going wherever, whatever you want to call that. Primary lines going. Yep. You don't see that all buried. Or it wouldn't be cost efficient for us to bury it. I mean, you can buy. So, so explain to me why this is cost efficient compared to that. I'm just trying to understand the difference. Cause um, I, cause, and my, the reason I'm asking that, Trent, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No. I'll take it away. When I was driving up that 471, I'm looking at a lot of the stuff that City Lakeview services, and I'm seeing all these. I'm seeing the main transformer, and I'm seeing all these wires, above ground wires, going all over with that one main meter in there. And that's what I'm trying to figure out what why this is different. <coughs> Except for to get rid of the wire above ground to that's, the low. I mean that that's my best answer I can give you is just from the fact that we don't have to worry about tree trimming in the future and we don't have to worry about animals and I mean that that's kind of the reason why we put stuff underground, it's just I think it looks a lot nicer for starters. Well I, I agree to that. Are you cost wise? Is that what you're looking at? Well, cost wise and what was done in the past is what I'm seeing compared to what we're look like we're moving to in the future. So, you know, and I can't think of the guy's name for but well, where Tyson Quirk lives now, you know, that's above ground all the way until where he paid to have it buried up to his house. I did, and I don't understand. I don't understand the high voltage primary, the four, whatever you call. Well, so like, four, like for instance, out on the Union. Either way, you're going to have to run primary wire overhead or underground because it, you can't run secondary wire that far overhead or underground. From the meter, you mean? Yep, from the meter. So how do they do this at these other acreages when they got just the one big thing there and speeding all these other? It's just distance-wise. I mean, like the patine feedlot, for example. I don't know distance-wise. I know. Um, and I'm asking to learn. Yeah. I know, like four rod triplex, you can't, you shouldn't bury it over over 250 feet. So when you go above, I believe you can get a little more distance above, but probably maybe 100 feet more. You know, but they're not drawing anything either. You know, like the the waters, the waters and stuff like that. They're really not. 
pulling a ton. And, and well, I and I think of the team feedlot because I guess they got that transformer sitting right there, yep. their meter and stuff, and then they're going all the way up to that silage pit, right? Whenever they're running in there, well, which that's all. I believe our meter is on their on the port right there, so that's all on their side. So if something, if for instance their wire falls or fails, that's. But isn't that the way we do it on the rural side anyway? Um, depends on depends on the situation. Some some meters are on the poles and some aren't. I mean, it just kind of kind of depended on, I guess, what we wanted to do at that time. I guess. So you're saying that the Batine feedlot, any wire coming off of that to that, say the silage place, is their own expense. It's their own wire. It's their own expense. You got it. So if they're going to pay the six thousand bucks, what difference does it make? What well, I don't it, the six thousand is just for the boring. Right, we have the wire and stuff at the top sure. of that, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but that, yeah. but that would also be, be the, in that. that also be in the property owner's expense. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, yes, at the end of the day, I guess it's the property owner's choice whether they want it underground or overhead. Um, the boring, you know, is us basically subcontracting the workout because we... Just be so much more time efficient for it. Yes. And I guess if I was a property owner, I'd want it. So then do we need to even, all we need is to give permission to, to do, yes, the do the boring, right. not not necessarily so, the expense part so of it. So the homeowner would have... So so the homeowner couldn't hire whoever they wanted then, or they could, right? They really could. I mean, I guess we don't care who boards it in as long as they get bored in. Correct. Correct. I mean, and they're correct. 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 Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, would, we would oversee them, you know. Because this is a new point then, really, isn't it? Right. Other than the fact we might want to come up with the next council meeting and say, here's the rules we propose to use from now on. Yeah, and, and right. I think, right. yep. I think our I think that would be can come up with something for us yeah. to review. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. discussed it a few times. Because yeah. I just had it brought to my attention again today about a different place. So we're, we're in discussion about it. You're, you're, the other one you're talking about is right north of town, isn't it? Kevin's old place? You betcha. Yep. I'll make a motion that we approve they can subcontract this out as long as the city gets reimbursed for it. Roll call. Beckman? Yes. Gray? Yes. Muller? Yes. Bankham? Yes. Waltman? Yes. Okay, we're going to purchase a 450 truck for the electric department. Hey, maybe we should back up. Oh, we did. Sorry. We approved for transparent. This is the truck that you gentlemen prefer? Yes, sir. And did, is this the same one we already approved once? That was prior to me, so I yep. cannot answer that. Um, I based everything off of talking to the gentleman that I work with and what they prefer. Um, I believe it's probably very similar. I believe that one. And we're yep, going we with the utility bed. We would prefer to go with a flatbed with the toolboxes underneath, underneath. so we can use it for multi-purposes such as hauling wire or the brine tank or uh, some of the other stuff that we do haul where we prefer a flatbed on it. And that is not included in this quote at no, this point in time. we're working on getting the... I'm supposed to be getting an email within the next, today or tomorrow, about a couple prices on some flatbeds. So you'll get them as soon as I get them. Yep. I make the motion we pre-approve this. Second? Second. Roll call. Who is the second? Dave. Okay. Beckman? Yes. Wellman? Yes. Bankamp? Yes. Muller? Yes. Frank? Yes. 
Okay, we have a change order on the 175 main project that we have to pay. Okay, so this part of the project is for the culverts that have not been installed. Um, so it's remove and replace existing damaged RCP culverts with steel casing pipe. I'll be honest with you, I, John was the one who kind of brought these to my attention, so I don't know a whole lot about them. I don't know, Forrest, if you can add any insight to them or not. You're not the one. Sorry, yep. I yep. So um, I know that um, these were to, there was existing culverts there that were close in the proximity and they couldn't be salvaged, so these are to to replace that. So it's an added, my understanding, it's an added $10,780 to the project. But it's something that we and need I, to do. I did visit with John Gibson on this, and it was back when they were doing that one, that Krause's driveway, the two driveways by Krause's. And at the time the project was going on, Scott didn't want them replaced at that time, but they needed to be replaced. So most of this 10780 or almost three-fourths of it is, what do you call that, fee? Mobilization fee. Mobilization fee. No. Now, I don't know if the steel culverts are better than the old ones that were there were cement, and now these are steel. I don't know what's better, but we do, as we can tell, any type we get rain, that water puddles up at the end of the doesn't flow. My question is, why wasn't that part of the original cost? You know, the, the new culverts were in there, and they needed to be taken out and re-put back in, good or bad. Is this your firm? Are you with BNK? I am. Yeah. But I'm not familiar with these culverts. <laughs> right. My only my only thought process is that they thought that that those current culverts could be salvaged, and it came down to it that they couldn't be salvaged, and then it became a necessary. You know, a necess It wasn't done at the time that they were mobilized here to do the project, so now we have added costs to bring them back to get it taken care of. And then you just say Scott told him. That's what John, our interim administrator, administrator yep. told me when I asked him about it. He said that it should have been done while they were here. Most of this fee is the mobilization fee to get them to come back to do it because Scott didn't give them permission to do it while they were here. Is what, and that's just what John told me. I don't have any factuals to back it up. I don't know. And again, Mike does bring up a good point. Why was it not in the initial bid to put the I mean, start? It, it was there. Why they needed to be replaced? Um, why, why one man is making a decision that he's not qualified to make, evidently, because water's puddling, and now it's costing us well, nine thousand dollars more than what it should. Be. The other point that you bring up is the culverts were there, operational before the thing went in. They ran the trench through there, and now we got to pay for them to put back new. Where we didn't have to do it on what's, whatever road that is goes north past Tobacco, or excuse me, TCT. I don't know what road that is. That Quincy. You know, they made it through that culvert just fine. Then the one driveway was damaged when they took it out. What's that? The one, the one by Todd Krause. That when they took it out, it came out in pieces. So. I, so it was. It was. They thought it was going to be okay, but when they did in there, it came out in pieces, so we knew that, but I don't know why we 
course, didn't fix it fix, then. But. Didn't fix it, yeah. And but, I uh, unfortunately talk, have, don't have an answer. No, and <laughs> Trinity talked like there was some special tile they had to put under there for, to make DOT happy. Well, it's a, it sounds to me like there was no a choice. mistake made back then yeah. that um, could have been changed had everybody known about it and stuff. We can't change that. At this point, no. The only the only question I have is this has got to be done. Is there somebody closer that can replace these two 18-inch steel casing pipes for less money than ten thousand dollars? Than Jet Granny because they're coming all the way back from wherever. Yeah. Right. You know, so if we know we're going to pay ten thousand seven eighty. Is there some other thing we look at to see about doing it for less money? We if can. That's what we're power tiling or right. Yeah. The only thing that I caution that is then the guarantee on the project um, as a whole, and I don't know what the engineering agreement is with. Was it Jet Drain? Yeah. Um, what Jet Drain is, you know, for. I mean, we certainly can find different quotes. I'm not opposed to that. I don't know that you're going to find anybody that's going to do it and mobilize any cheaper, but that's, you know, I'm certainly happy to ask V&K and see if there's something, you know, that can be done. I hesitate to go outside the engineering firm without them, you know, having it in their plans, but I'm willing to do whatever you would like me to do. Well, so are you, I'm, I'm asking, so are you saying that you want to, that you could visit with V&K to see what was in their plans on this? I would assume that there's been some type of an engineering plan to put these culverts back in and, you know, a, some type of survey with grading and different things in order for jet drain to be able to do this. So I'm sure that there's some type of a plan, whether it was in the plans to start with or now after the fact, knowing jet drain knows that they're supposed to be doing this and this is the cost. Well, so, we're in no hurry to do this. We surely can look around and ask some questions first, can't we? I would think that's a great idea. Yeah. I like can to pull them. That whole engineer study back up. Yeah. That we have. I can and certainly find ask some question. I don't know. Was Jet Drain coming back here in the next couple of weeks? Where they Jet had. Drain will be here to do the insert a valve for our water plant that was approved at the last. So, and I think that was part of them mobilizing for that was part of doing this. Correct? If I remember our conversation. So that we're going to pay a mobilization fee twice. I believe he cut. If we wait. Possibly, yes. If we wait, we will. I believe he cut the mobilization fee for the water plant stuff down because he was coming to do the other project. We just can't get a break. Well, it's a, it's a bad situation. Yeah. It was not brought, we brought that to the attention during the project right away. I know, I, I remember discussing that at a council meeting. Um, so what, how much money do you think we could save? I, mean, I don't know if we could save a couple thousand bucks. I don't know. Is that? But if, if we're, I'm going by what John Gibson told me. Because when I seen 10780 bucks or whatever it was to put that in, I was like, holy buckets, that's a lot of money to put in that two piece of pipe. Um, and he said, well, most of it's the mobilization fee because they have to come back because they weren't allowed to do it while they were here. And then I dropped it after that. I don't, right. know we'll save, I don't know if we'll save any money. I mean, the mobilization, according to the change order, is $2,800. Yeah. 
So the cost of the pipe is 153.46 per lineal feet. Mm -hmm. right. okay. So and that probably won't change from one contractor to another very much. Well, I wouldn't envision that it them, would. If it saves the mobilization, that's one thing. But also, it takes the gray area out of it. About is it going to change the warranty status by moving that, having somebody else put it in? Or? Right, because then you're taking another contractor and you're you're right. you're swapping out on the project. Is that dangerous, Dave, to get try to do something different out of the agreement we had? You know, if all of a sudden we're getting somebody else to do it instead of the contractor, would that cause us any grief? Well, they certainly would warrant work that they didn't do. So. Right, they wouldn't warranty that, but the rest of the pipe would have they'd have to warranty, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. The we're just talking about two culverts in this Yeah, section. yeah, that's all yeah. we're talking about. I don't think I'd be too worried about it. No. It's just the materials you're changing out, right? Actually, the old materials are gone. Okay, so you're getting materials put in. Yeah, right. So if we don't do the 10,000, that means he's going to gouge us on the mobilization he, for the other one then? He'll probably increase the price to do that valve at right. the water plant because yeah. they yeah. were going to... Do, do it, it together. Yes. Yeah. So. I, I think we should just go ahead and I too. approve the change orders myself. Nothing we can do about it here. Yeah. Order one. I'll make that a motion. I'll second. Roll call. Okay. Waltman. Yes. Mullen. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Bagel. Yes. And we still need to approve change order number two. So change on order number two was um, at a depth of work crossing. And my understanding is that this work is already done. Correct. Um, underground electric utility conflicts determined during construction. A previous agreement between the city of Lakeview and jet drain to install fewer tracer wire stations less than the original change order requesting pricing to 2900 which includes additional labor and equipment. The added length of the bore equates to a payment of 2170 at the unit pr pricing for the bore. Time and materials cost for Venture and Kim to buy and deliver an extendable valve key to the city on behalf of Jet Drain so the city could have an extendable valve key by July 27th, which is, we used it out of Devapco. Um, so my understanding is this something was something that was negotiated with by Scott. Um, was, the work has already been completed. This was already discussed at a previous council meeting. This, 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 um, change order. Okay. Scott brought it up and Jeff was at that council meeting, our utilities Assistant. person at the time. Mm -hmm. And they had to go a foot lower to bore underneath 471 than they than they planned on. Oh, under 175. Or 175. So right. it, yeah, otherwise it was going to cost a whole bunch to go different, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. and they just went ahead and dug deeper and went across there. And it was submitting us a change order. I brought it up, and Jeff Frost said, Dale, you're exactly right. They should know exactly how deep the utilities are going to be before they're bored. Them utilities weren't a surprise to them. And we talked about we talked about it at that council meeting and told them that we, we weren't paying for that. I mean, these, these companies can come up with all kinds of change orders once they're on site. I see it happen all the time. I'm sure you see it happen all the time. It's their responsibility to look at the engineer plans when they're bidding this stuff. I'm not in favor of paying this 
$2,170. $900 to deliver a spam. Right, and they're actually taking the $900 off. So okay. what they're asking for is is the 2000 So. And I don't have, I mean, I don't have a good answer on this. My understanding that this 2000 or $2,900 was something, it was costing more and Scott negotiated it down. But I honestly, I don't know. Well, you, you so you remember that council meeting? Yeah, we've talked meeting. about that. Like I said, not knowing is one thing, but they, they brought the plans out so that they acted like they did know what they were doing. Right. So, so I mean, I guess... Okay. I, I guess I would tell no for right now. You know, okay. change, just ex explain to them how's that the city's fault that that changed. It. Okay. If they wanted to know the depth of the electric wire, we got a pothole sitting in the shop. Then. And I think Jeff brought something like we that. Do, up. I mean, we do it with people all the time. You know, I, I think Jeff brought it up the fact that they're bid on this project. They should have taken the time to come and see and ask them questions because you guys are more than happy to try and help them out with that because you guys are good at doing locates. It's a lot easier for us to pothole down and find the wire than to splice the wire. Yeah. And yeah. Save so longevity on your wire. I make a motion we deny that change order number two. Second. Roll call. Okay, back Yes. Walton. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mueller. Yes. Right. Yes. If they want to negotiate, they can call. I'll, I'll have a conversation with okay. someone. I just need to understand it better. Okay. Okay, Forrest, you're going to talk to us about the evaluation of our chlorides in the wastewater. I am. Uh, I'm sure it'll be very interesting. <laughs> so, uh, Forrest Alders, I mean, strength again, but I apologize. I was not aware of those change orders and. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to Bob tomorrow about those and, and see if I can get some more information uh, for Teresa. Uh, so for the chlorides, the Iowa DNR is up to their uh, love letters that they're sending out. And so this is about chlorides. And uh, it's about their wastewater plant, about the wastewater plant. It's chlorides that uh, discharge from the wastewater plant into the creek. But really, it's not the wastewater plant. The chlorides are coming from uh, people's home water softeners, schools' home water softener, care facility, uh, and our water drinking water our drinking water plants is where the chlorides are coming from. It's coming from the salt. So if you have a home water softener, you dump the salt in there and in the softener, and there's a chemical reaction that happens where the calcium, the hardness part, uh, switches with the salt is sodium chloride. Remember from high school chemistry? And so the chloride, uh, the, the sodium goes in the drinking water. The calcium is exchanged with the calcium, and the sodium goes in the drinking water. The calcium goes into the sewer, and the chloride is along for the ride. So chloride that you put in your sodium chloride, the chloride ends up going down the sewer when your water softener home generates. And uh, yeah, it generates at your home. So chlorides are like you would think, like salt, when it's dissolved in water, it's really hard to get back out again. So it goes through the wastewater plant, 
and ends up in the stream and chlorides then are detrimental to aquatic life. So the DNR statewide is crack, cracking down on chlorides in the wastewater stream and so what this report is looking at is trying to figure out where the chlorides are coming from. Water plant we're pretty sure of but some other sources as well, seeing if we can figure out where the chlorides are coming from, seeing if there's something we can do to keep the chlorides from getting into the wastewater to begin with. And then the second part is to do a study of the stream to see if we can get those limits raised that the DNR has imposed so that we can get underneath those limits. Because the DNR, they look at statewide kind of stream background, the chloride, the sulfate, the hardness in the stream, and if we can do site-specific, we can maybe raise those limits up. So it's kind of, how do we get the salt down that's going in the sewer to begin with, and what can we do to raise those limits up from the wastewater discharge? And your permit limits, just to give you some ideas on numbers, uh, they're saying 414 parts per million is what they want for a 30-day average and a maximum day of 633 parts per million. We went and tested the uh, discharge from the wastewater plant in August of 22, and we got a result of 636 parts per million. We thought, okay, let's test this again. Maybe that was just a one test fluke. And Jason went and tested that uh, here in June, and it came back at 568 parts per million. So better, but we're not getting that average of 414, which is what we want. So we're going to see if we can get that 414 raised with the stream study and see if we can get the chlorides from going down the sewer to begin with so that uh, we get that number lower that's coming out of the wastewater plant. So the goal of this study is to look at both of those. Um, <coughs> The compliance schedule for the DNR is not until November of 2027. So we've got some time to come up with a plan and implement that plan. We've got four over four years to do that. But by September 1 coming up, uh, the DNR is saying, well, we'd like to know what are you looking at? What are you planning on doing? And, We'll put that letter together with Jason and with Teresa, but it's basically going to be to the DNR saying exactly that. We're going to do some stream studies to see if we can get it up, and we're going to look at the water plant and other uh, businesses in town to see what we can do to get the chlorides going down for what's going into the wastewater plant. So, so was our wastewater plant that we just recently did not designed to help take this out? Chlor no, because you. Chlorides, the only way to get it out would be to send that water through a membrane because chlorides are dissolved in the water and no one can get the millions of dollars to get the chlorides out once it's in the water down at the wastewater plant. So nobody in the state is doing chloride removal at the wastewater plant. They're all tackling it in the system to get it from going down there in the first place. So. I've read your stuff here. We know we have the large water users in town. 
but are, are we expecting our residents to not use a water softener in our town? No, no. And does the DNR have different parts per million for areas with hard water compared to soft water that's going into the system to start with? So all they care about is the concentration of the chlorides that leave the wastewater plant. So, uh, but the hardness in the stream, and there's, there's some other things that go into that number, that 414 parts per million limit for that 30-day average, and it's how, what's the hardness in the stream? Sulfates go into that equation, which seems kind of weird, but sulfates go into that, and the chlorides, the background chlorides that are already in the stream, and so you do some testing. How well does the, the uh, water mix in the stream? So we look at that to see how it's mixing in the stream. So there's a lot of things that we look at to try and get that 414 to be something higher. Is this 414 a statewide number, or is it specific for Lakeview? Uh, the number that is statewide number is 389 and they gave you a little bit of credit going from 389 to 414 because that 389 is a creek that you can dump across you know where your wastewater plants all the flow you've got a little bit of background flow uh, during a drought already in that so they went from 389 to the 4 414 just a little bit so yeah that 389 minus what's in the background flow that's a statewide average for everybody unless you do a stream specific study and say oh our stream is different than you know the normal background that they're coming up state water so when did they come up with this uh numbers and this how to correct it is this, this something relatively new or has this been in the works for some time no this was uh put in place uh last fall so yeah, so, well, so uh, I don't, the draft permit came out, I don't know, November, December, somewhere. So basically, these new plants that are going in there, there's nothing special that they could do to it anyway, right? No, there, nothing that, okay. and it doesn't matter your type of west, wastewater treatment, you can't handle the chlorides unless you would put that through a reverse osmosis process for all your wastewater flow to get the chlorides out, or a majority of it to get the chlorides out. And so I'm not aware of any cities that have chloride issues that they're trying to tackle this at the wastewater plant. It's all in the home water softeners. This discharge location, is it right at the end of the pipe where we discharge, or can we go a mile downstream where it connects with our, our overflow of the lake, you know, to get the numbers? more averaged out or so the number that they want would be from the discharge right from the pipe uh, into it that 414 has to be measured at the pipe going out now what we can do with the stream is look downstream and back that up and say oh our stream isn't going to be impaired as much as you think it can handle more than higher than 414 and here's the science behind that that higher number so how long will it take to monitor this before you come up with an answer? So we're, yeah, I mean, 2027 is when we need to be in compliance, so we're looking at, you know, Jason's going to help with a lot of the testing for this, and we'll go and visit some industries, so it's, it could take six months to a year kind of thing.
one thing that I'll add, uh, and I don't know, so can you ask, uh, how long is this fluoride thing? It came out and do, started hitting the wastewater permits about 2012, 2013, and now it's going for a circle for everybody. They When it first came out 10, 12 years ago, it was isolated to specifically the Raccoon River to start with, and then now it's expanding. Is this just an island <coughs> in that thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just and, and we would not have done anything different at the wastewater plant if we if we had this information earlier or not. Um, it, we would you wouldn't design that plant any different. So obviously we know that our homeowners aren't going to change their habits, and we don't expect them to. The school, the car wash, the care facility. I'm not sure about that. You know, so we. I mean, that's just common sense that they have softeners in place for the soft water. And I think I think you even said EVAC will use the soft water for testing some of their equipment. I mean, so they need that soft water because we're in an area where we have very hard water to start with. So what's our, I mean, so hypothetically they don't change anything and we don't convince them to change. What, what, what are we going to do going forward? So um, a lot of it is, it's not... Quit softening. That's not the answer, but it may be that um, the, the home water softeners, and I don't know if it's Coligan or whoever, is you know sets up their regeneration, and a lot of times they're regenerating the softeners. You know they're on a timer kind of thing, and they're regenerating on a timer versus based off of you know more mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. based off of the the softness of the water. So it's. Sometimes it's a conversation with whoever's servicing these softeners to change how they're regenerating them. And sometimes it's everybody regenerates their softeners on Mondays. Well, if we can stagger this out, you know, throughout the week, then we're not getting these spikes and all of a sudden we're testing when, you know, they're regenerating on Monday and Jason's testing on Tuesday and all of a sudden we're picking up this where you know, these chlorides, where if we spaced it out, it would kind of level that off. Don't, we don't know yet. We, there's a lot of things that are still unknown. But, yeah, we can't tell our homeowners to quit softening their water. Well, I'm just trying to figure out, basically, what we're spending $14,000 on is for you to tell us that we have homeowners that are going to be need to space out their water softener. We need the school, the backfill, and the car wash, and care facility to lower their water softener usage or we're not going to meet this because I haven't heard anything else that you're going to tell me how to how we meet this yet. So we're going to do the stream study. So we're going to go out and we're going to see what the mixing zone is in the stream, how, how quick that water mixes. We're going to test for every the background in the stream and, and test more for from the wastewater plant because right now we just have two tests from the wastewater plant with those chlorine numbers. The water plant is also a source of the chlorides because the chlorides, the salt, is used to regenerate the nitrate removal facility. So right now we have no idea how much chlorides are going down the drain at the water plant. So we're going to put a 
uh, testing protocol together for Jason to figure out, okay, how much is this is coming from us? And if it's a significant amount coming from us through the water plant, what can we change operationally at the water plant to uh, bring that number down? So those, those are the bigger parts of the cost, and then the rest of it is just getting some information from you know these industries and like the school and you know that and the care facility you know how soft are they doing their water when are they regenerating you know you know how does their system work and is there something that we can do to you know change how they soften their water to not have as much of it go down the drain well and another part of that is also if i understand is a is a report to the DNR that says, you know, these are the steps the city of Lakeview is making. These these are the results that we received. Can we raise our number, you know, the compliance yes. numbers that we need to have to get into compliance and or the time frame at some point, even if it's 2027, to say these are the steps that the city of Lakeview is making to try and get into compliance so that they don't, you know, cut us off at 2027 and say, you haven't done anything. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right, Teresa. It, it, you know, we go through all this and the answer is all the homeowners need to soften their water half as much kind of thing. Well, that's not an acceptable answer. So then we go to DNR and say, okay, here's all the things we've been doing. We need some more time to, you know, look at other alternatives, you know, whatever that might be, depending on the results we find. And so this is, this is really, uh, you know, all this information to go to the Iowa DNR and say, here's all the things we're doing, here's what we're looking at, here's where we're at, kind of thing. That we're making the attempt to try and get in compliance if we can't achieve that. Right. We don't have a choice, really. Not with DNR. <laughs> No. <laughs> don't put nitrogen in the water, but now don't put, uh, now don't yeah. put chlorides in yeah. the water. Yeah. Five years from now, it'll be it's something slowly. else. Yep. So now I'm going to ask you a really tough question to you guys. Is Beaster Kim the only engineering firm that's doing this in the area? And the reason I'm asking that, we've had since I've been on the council the last year and a half, we have not had good luck with Finster Kim. As you can tell with a couple change orders, and that's just some of the stuff that's just brought up tonight. Is this the firm that we want to do the study? Well, they're the ones that did the lagoon. I would think they would have all the plans. How's that turn out for us? Well, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just asking you that. How, how's the lagoon turn out for us? Well, we still got to work. We still got to work. Yeah, <laughs> still working. I, I know. And might have a leak in cell one again. Well, yeah. That, no, that's, We've had that before. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 this is for your, a question for you as well. Are there other engineering firms out there doing this? Yes. In my previous employments, I have used Beanster and Kim with satisfying results on this, especially in the mixing zone study. They have some people that are very well versed with it. I can't, I can tell you some of the other engineering firms are just as good. I just have personally never worked with them. That's good information. And so what you're saying is this is different than the one who, a different subject matter than 
designing a sewer plant. Correct. And, it is a total different beast than making a sewer plant work. This is trying to figure out, they're going to send somebody out in the middle of the stream with waders on and some dye going through and they have this little tool that does this thing to see how much it mixes and it, they do all this calculation stuff which is well above my expertise and well into theirs that I don't understand it. They have worked for me in the past and had my limits raised with my other towns. I well, do you know what your limits were at the other town? Uh, one of them I had at 464. Another one, we're at the 386 or 384, nice. whatever it is. Um, another one, we were at 529. And the DNR's answer to me on how we fixed this for this small town was hook up to a rural water system. <laughs> That's the answer I was given. Um, I don't agree with that. But uh, Bean Sir and Kim uh, worked with us very much, and we worked with the DNR and their waste load allocation group, and we had that limit raised from, I believe it was 464 to 1529. However, it cost us 150 feet of pipe and going to the big Sioux compared to the little Sioux. Uh, when you go to a bigger body of water, you right. get a bigger number. When you go small bottle of water, you get a small number. Well, and right now, if my understanding in the last two weeks, we have two wells Correct. of which we cannot use simultaneously Correct. and mix our water together, potentially, to maybe bring some of those naturally occurring numbers or, you know, the, the nitrates to a level that maybe we don't have to use so much to take the nitrates out in the in the treatment phase of it so i mean there's there's pieces and parts to this that you know need to 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 be looked at as well um you know on the infrastructure side of it i guess um, i'm gonna make a motion that we use these tracker and to do this particular study second i'll second roll call Walton. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Edmund. Yes. Thank you, Forrest. Yeah, thank you very much. Good luck. Try to yeah. make the DNR happy. Yeah, that's, that's hard luck. sometimes. Yeah. Give her a shot. All right. And while I'm thinking of it, we need to fix that stand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see that. Okay. The tipping? Yeah. It is. And did okay. I not include in your packets a copy of the ordinance? <coughs> no. Well, 6910. There was a change in it, yes. Um, it was adding the public street. Um, was it Vine? Was it That's the Vine Street lot. public parking lot? Is it to where the um, blue recycle? <coughs> That public parking that we put back there. I can go up and get copies of it quickly if you want. Between McClure and Vine. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. So that it was adding that to the ordinance, and that was the only thing that we right. added. About like no boat or RV. Right. right. Parking on parking that. Right. Parking right. Lot. In that parking yeah. lot. Is yep. And I can. Is our is our Crescent Park Beach area included in this? 
don't believe so. I'll go. Let me go up and get a copy of it quick. We can go on. If you want to go on to the. If you want to go up and if you want to move to the memorandum of understanding, I know Kate can talk on that, okay. and I will go get copies of the ordinance. Okay, you can tell us the change. This is beneficial to the city. It is, yes. um, and it is a big change. Um, so the Department of Revenue, instead of the Department of, of Administrative Services, is now taking over our, what we used to call the DAS program, which is where if somebody leaves um, and doesn't pay their utility bill, we can file with the state and get their state tax refund to cover any back bills that they have left with us. And we have used that extensively. We've had very good success with it. Um, however, now that the Department of Revenue is taking it over, um, they're asking for a lot more paperwork. Um, <laughs> and it's going to take some more time because you, you have to upload all your files again or create a new uh, file format that they're requesting the files to be in. Um, we feel that we can, can do that and get it done, but they're also asking for this memorandum of understanding and it needs to be approved by the council in order for us to be able to submit this, and it has to be submitted, I think, by August 15th, um, in order to be part of this program again. So um, we really, we do want to continue, um, and all we need is to approve the agreement and then, again, upload our, or reload all of our files. Um, because as long as we have our customers sign that service application, we can for an indefinite period of time, mm -hmm. as long as they file taxes in Iowa, state taxes, you can get your money back. we right. can try and collect to get our money back. Yeah. I'll make that motion. I'll okay. second it. Well, Roll call. Roll. Yeah, raise it. Thank you. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Waltman. Yes. I think we'll wait for Teresa to get back on our billing clerk position. Randy, we changed the time. Uh, public forum's over, but if, if you wanted to say something, I would certainly allow you to, if you had something to say to the oh, council. All I have tonight is to drop this off for you and okay. the council to look over. All right, we'll do that. I was here last week, but you weren't. No. 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 Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Randy. Yep. So on this did ordinance, we, since we're making that change, are we, we going to need to redo? Did we? Did you guys first read it? I don't know. What, I don't know the answer. I don't. You just did one reading the last time. You did, I, did the I don't know if we have to change it. Or, Do we have to change Dave? the ordinance if we're making one change to include the parking lot <coughs> on the ordinance that she's given? Yeah, I'll have to ask. I didn't. We haven't published that ordinance yet. No, we? No, no, we just no, had the first reading. So. We, we, did a first, we did a first reading. <laughs> right. we, did not well, we, can, we can publish it as amended, and then it will become effective as a date of publication. Okay, so yep. then we're able to waive. We could approve this, and then we could turn around and waive the second or the third reading, so if the uh, council so chooses. A motion, to, motion to approve the <coughs> ordinance as amended, and a motion to suspend the rules to waive the third reading. Right. That's my goal. Yeah. 
Okay, did you write that down, all them words? <laughs> I wrote motion to approve as amended. <laughs> That's pretty close. Well, motion to suspend the rules for the third reading. Do they have to be two separate motions? Yes. Okay. Should we wait till she gets back? Or? Yeah, let's just give her a couple minutes. That way they say they, we didn't rush into it. Well, I'll give a Greg Bry story then. Um, uh, we had so many great comments by writers. Um, it was like a well-oiled machine, Greg Bry was. Um, the city staff was phenomenal. The 62-plus volunteers we had, uh, it couldn't have gone any better. And thanks to everybody that um, helped out with RAGBRAI um, that day. It was a great way to showcase the city of Lakeview. And, and I heard from numerous writers how well they liked uh, Lakeview. Um, and also, uh, we got another a card from a team um, that really liked the way we had it laid out and, and stuff for the writers. So, and I think all the vendors did pretty well that day. Um, it just went off without a hitch. And it's kudos to the city staff and, and the all, the volunteers all the volunteers that yeah. we had helping out with it. So, uh, we have a wrap-up meeting coming up uh, Wednesday, I believe, and then uh, Matt, the director of Red Rice, coming, I believe, on the 28th. Uh, for a wrap-up meeting also. Um, one of the vendors said uh, like we came in number two as far as he judges how well we did um, on his sales and the vendors that follow him. And he says we were number two, and the only reason we were number two instead of number one is because the last meeting town of, in, of the route it was so dang hot and miserable that people just stayed in town a lot longer than they normally would from moving on to uh, Davenport. So um, anyway, kudos to the city of Lakeview and thank you very much for everybody's help. Right down to I think everybody. Everybody on the committee did a good job. Yes, they yeah, did. We're all around. Yeah. yeah. I was impressed. So. Yeah. I thought it went as smooth as I've ever seen th anything go in yeah. that large that of a people. capacity. Yep. Yeah, and and it and it helped that Hannah had was had all that experience with sip and sample and all of that stuff because she sure used all of that experience with the vendors and and so forth. So that that really helped, and um, it was a great uh, way to come in. Feet on your first day. Mm. <laughs> it was a fun day. I, 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 it was, it was, it was a good day. So. I just talked to nobody at the, that rode drag by that came through. I talked to thought that this town was bad. They thought we were kicked it out of the park. Yep, with everything that was done it was mm -hmm. well organized. Kudos to the drag by committee, the locals. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. We got okay. some different wording on this ordinance from Dave. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> How to word the motion. Okay, so the only changes. It'd be number five. The only thing I added was, 
and this John Gibson had contacted me and said that he this was something he had forgot to add so um, I went ahead and added it um, it was the Vine Street parking lot basically it's, it's the same exact thing as what the top says it's just adding that the Vine Street parking lot to it I'll make a motion to approve ordinance 6910 as amended. as amended I'll second Roll call. Okay. Wallman. Yes. Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckett. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'll also make a motion. Does it matter that it's not on Vine Street? Um, it's in between Vine and McClure. <coughs> it's on McClure. McClure is at two block street yep. on the east side of the elevator. Does that matter much if it's like right in the, in between Vine and McClure? The parking lot? Yeah. What are you saying? The parking lot? Or do you want to it's add? It's the same parking lot, yeah. It's the same parking lot. I think it covers it. Okay. okay. Dave, did you want to wave? I'll make a motion. Well, you can just add where the recycling container right. is. With the okay. amendment. With the amendment. Right. As amended? So, that clarifies it. As long as you leave the recycling trailer there. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <coughs> yeah, this is just for parking yep. of the yeah, trailers. And, so. So then I mean, we, could, we could add, I mean, we could place it Vine and McClure if you want. I mean, I guess this is what John, I, I apologize, John I didn't, yeah. yeah, this is what John gave me and he called it Vine Street, so. We'll just, we'll just put it Vine and McClure. Yeah. And what street did it come off of it also? What's the one that goes past Lumberyard? Fifth Street. Fifth yeah. Street. Vine Street and Fifth. Vine it's McClure. not on Vine. You can't access it from Vine Street. No. no you, you can't access it from McClure either. So. Yes, you can. Can't you? A no, curb. No, you have to go to the, yeah. Yeah. You have to go to Lumberyard Street. Yeah. yeah. Curb. So do we want to call it Fifth Street parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever word would you write down. Fifth Street lot between Vine and McClure. There you go. Okay. We can do yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to make a motion to suspend the rules for the third reading. Yes, to waive the third reading. To waive the third reading. Right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so second. Second. Roll call. Okay. Walton. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Muller. Yes. Bankham. Yes. Teresa, we already did the Iowa Department of Revenue thing. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, now we want to talk about the utility billing clerk position. Do you need a motion to oh. approve the ordinance as amended? I Maybe think that's, is that, is that all in that one, oh, you did, you, we did the first motion and second. Did we do a roll call vote with that? Yes, we have. As amended. We have the, first, the second reading as amended, then we have a motion to suspend the rules. So you need the third one. For the third reading, to wait the third reading. Right, so now we need a You need a motion to, to approve the ordinance. Right. Oh. Right. I'll make it. Second. Roll call. Second. Mike. Mike. Cover all the bases. What happens when I have early meetings? Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take with my nap. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Walman. Yes. Thank Yes. Okay. You want to build, bring us up to speed on the billing clerk position? Okay. So 
Kay and I, we did, I mean, it was advertised, and we did conduct a couple of interviews. Um, as we were talking, and in my two weeks in, um, I guess Kay and I feel, and she can provide her opinion, that we probably need to possibly re-advertise and think about it being a full-time position. Um, with the last couple of weeks and me being a little bit more, you know, getting acclimated to the position, what her responsibilities are, what, you know, my expected responsibilities are, what we're thinking this utility billing clerk, you know, responsibilities are going to be, I think that, one, if we re-advertise as a full-time position and it comes with benefits, then we're going to get a, a completely different pool of candidates than what we would have with a part-time position and 25 to 30 hours per week. So that's where kind of Kay and I are at. So I guess we're seeking approval. And I know I think you guys discussed this possibly back in May that this potentially could be a full-time position. Um, we also don't want to spend the time training a part-time position and then we decide six months down the road that that, that really needs to be full-time and then we're looking for a full-time person. Um, and if that person that we were had at part-time was just really seeking part-time. Um, so I guess Kay and I um, are asking council's approval to re-advertise the position as a full-time position. And you guys will pick out who we interview and then we get a couple councilmen on the committee? Whatever you... If you would like. What, if that's yes. what the council wants, mm -hmm. right? So, <coughs> did we not have any good part-time applicants? I don't even know. Well, so when we advertised um, before Teresa was on board, we just advertised for part-time temporary. We didn't advertise for, you know, a regular full-time full -time person or even a regular part-time person. So, I mean, we, we <coughs> interviewed three applicants. Um, one of them we were... We, we felt would do a good job, um, but there again, we also felt like if it is, if we are looking for a full-time person, advertising for a full-time, regular full-time person, you're going to get different applicants, and you're going to get more applicants to choose from. And if it is going to be a regular full-time position, then you want somebody who's looking for full-time um, versus somebody who only wants part-time. I think we discussed that at one of we our did. prior meetings and yep. we were going to wait until Teresa got right. here right. Yep. to so, make that decision. Yep. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. Teresa. You've been here two weeks, right? Right. Hopefully. And I know anytime you start a new <coughs> position, that there's a lot of stuff, right. extra stuff thrown at you. Yep. Once we move to full-time, we can't go back away from that full-time. You're right. And I know we talked intensively through budget season, and you know we we know we need some help, obviously. And there was a couple of twofolds for that additional help. But is it too early to justify full time to part time? Is what I'm asking. Um, because once you, the way you've handled stuff so far, get in a groove of things, we don't need somebody sitting there going like this. I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with that statement. I mean, I see everything kind of, you know, the way the last couple of weeks have been. I mean, I know 
Katie's been fairly swamped, but she's also doing additional duties that she's been asked to do as well. Um, I don't I don't disagree with that statement either. Um, kind of trying to get acclimated here. Yeah, the last couple of weeks have been extremely busy. If you took a look at my desk, yeah, I've had a lot coming at me. Um, so just trying to understand different projects and different things and, you know, where we're at with, you know, staff and those kinds of things. When we discussed it, you know, what are going to be the needs of, you know, if and when the community center comes on board and what those needs are. Um, there's certainly a lot of things here, you know, at City Hall. I think we can certainly find enough duties for this person to make sure that they're, you know, kept busy. Um, justifying you know the full time um, I'm more than happy if we want to wait a little bit longer and make that decision a little bit you know closer down the road I you know I can certainly try and you know if, if Kay feels that she you know I've been trying to help here and there is like you know hey there's some stuff I know how to do um, that I can you know pick up some of the, the stuff where she might be getting a little bit swamped you know there are a lot of interruptions in the day um, various you know times of the day um so i can see where you know some things you know even myself you know just just trying to learn and i certainly have been relying on kay to answer a lot of questions just because she's our knowledge of you know source of knowledge and as well as you know counsel and different things so um okay i, I guess yeah. i got a question for you when we have our yearly audits we always get dinged on how we handle the money because of same two people. If, tell me if I'm saying this wrong. That, that they that's not the best Distri policy. I guess yeah. is what I'm trying distribution to say. of duties. Right. right. No. Yep. So if we would happen to go with that, would we take care of that problem? Whether it's a part-time person or a full-time person, does that? Does that solve our problem if it is a part-time person? Can I? I'll, I'll be quite honest and frank. You will probably always have something on the audit on separation of duties, unless you have a staff of a zillion. Um, just because I, every auditor that I've been in um, always has that question. Even when I was working in the county auditor's office, it was always a question of separation of duties, and you know. You can always try and do your best with different things of how your processes work within the office on separation of duties. And yes, will a third person, I can't say part-time or full-time, it kind of depends on, on the day of what they're doing. You know, right now, Kay has kind of got the brunt of it all um, as far as, you know, taking in receipt management from the customers. So she's got the money there. She's, you know doing the payroll, doing, you know, putting, you know, writing down the claims and the writing checks. If you can separate some of that stuff, or at least then there's a, ch a checking body, which I can, you know, do some of that, um, then you, you alleviate, alleviate some of the questions of the auditors on your separation of duties. But honest, to be honest and frank, we'll probably always have that ding on, it'll probably never go away unless you have a staff of 10, and that's not possible. Okay. So, you know. So would it be doing diligence if we wait just and you guys kind of separate what's going on and kind of have a list of what duties you would expect from this 
third we, person? We did the job description, you know. Right. Every, right. I mean, we've approved the job description for the utility building clerk, for the city clerk, and for the city administrator. So, I mean, the basic job duties are listed out in each of those job descriptions that we approved. Okay. So, the, if, if you went with the part-time one, that was a 30-hour position, what did you say? Well, the, the thing is, you know, when you talk part-time, if you're talking, they're doing the utility billing, the utility billing during the last two weeks of the month is not part-time. Right. Um, see, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Are, are we talking a huge difference here except for the benefits part, really? Which is huge. Which is, you know, a big deal. <laughs> but you're talking another 20 grand a year. And what, what were we talking about per hour? $21. Okay, what do you think? You're the ones we're throwing all this stuff on. Right. I think it's more than a part-time position. I think that there's enough stuff that comes at us throughout the day, throughout the month, um, and will continue to come at us that we can keep a person busy full-time. Especially with the Iowa Department of Revenue changing all the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, just one more thing. Well, and you, you talk about, at least for the next year, the lead service line inventory that we have, that we've sent out the surveys, but beyond that, we haven't touched it. You know, this, I envision that this, this position will take on those duties to input into this massive spreadsheet all of the information from the surveys and help guide Jason and his crew to go out and see, okay, where, because every service line, whether it's in service or not, has to be evaluated. Um, and so, you know, that's going to be a large task um, to take on at least, you know, and that's due in October 2024, but, you know, I'm sure that there will be other things that are added to us, but, you it's know. Not, we're not getting any smaller. Right. It doesn't appear that way. So, I mean, it's certainly up to you. I mean, you know, if well, you want us to wait a little bit and down see. The road, yep. um, the more I think about it, it's not fair to, if we hired a part-time person and kept that part-time person there for six months to a year, and then say, we really need the full-time, you know, now they're looking for another job, too. Right. You know, or their expectation is that they get the full-time job. Right. Because right. a lot of times people do apply that way. Yep. You know. Well, I remind the council that we had a, we got an extra guy at the campground, and the campground's never been so good, but just needed help. And this council stood up and said, we got to hire some help, and we got it. And the park looks at campground, the parks. It's never so been you're so good. I mean, you're up here quite a bit, John. Oh, yeah. So you're yeah. thinking we need a full-time person. Well I, well, I know part of what Kay does, because she does, you know, you just don't touch her desk, you know. Uh, <laughs> But I, I, she does ninety percent of what she does. She didn't do the day she got hired. Everything just changes so fast. Agreed. None of us know what they do. Keep a person. Well, we can't burn K out forever either. And we don't want to burn anybody. No, and now we're sticking Teresa here, and she's got to pick up the pace and figure out. I just know when we were talking and we were going through this, all the way from budget time, we talked about you know, and we knew. This was back when Scott was here, and we knew Scott needed some help with Kay. Yeah. And because there wasn't enough time for him to get out and do his stuff. And 
you know, a part-time person back then was fine, and now all of a sudden we're moving into a full-time yep. person, and it's only been eight months ago. Yep. That's that's all I'm yep. saying, and then now we have a new administrator, and we have a new super right. utility superintendent, assistant superintendent. But you know, once once they get in their role of things, things yep. should roll a lot yep. easier. Is all I'm right. saying. And we're expecting Teresa to go out and see what's going on these Correct. days, but we didn't in the past, so. Then she's by herself. I just, I just what? think we're throwing a lot on her. From what I see every day, I mean, it, it's always busy, busy, uh, and there's always customers coming in. It disrupts everything that's ones, going on. And I know we we talked about budget. We had extra money put in the budget. Yeah, but I don't know if we. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at what we budgeted. I know. So a lot of that extra money in the budget's. Gone. Oh yeah, I would. <laughs> that's, that's a, well, Mike and I, I think we were we talked about how this COVID thing has changed everything around for salaries and and it has. And, and like I said, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, they should know what we need. And if I if to me if they want a full time person and they can, you'll be working out the job duties. You'll work together as a team, just like. Jason does with his team now that you guys will work together. We're not. We want you to come in and keep everything running smooth. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, to me, I'd be curious. Okay, uh, how many people walk in? Oh Jesus! You know, I, I, I know that's a little question, but what, you see what I'm saying. It takes some time. Whether you have one person yeah. walk in or a hundred people walk right. in. Right. Yeah. That, that's the unknown factor. It is. You got the sign down there by the bike arch. That could be monitored better. I'm yep. just. Yep. There, yeah, there's, there's lots of things that, you know, I think just in my two weeks here of observing that, you know, and she's even made comments. Yes, even the sign. We just get what we have to get on there, on there. You know, um, could we do things with the website a little bit better? Um, you know, I know we don't necessarily manage or own it, but but that's a potential that we could probably get access to the website and do some of our own additions and changes and things like that. Um, so, you know, there's 20 some years probably of files that we can probably go through and get cleaned up. Well, <laughs> in my opinion, I think they know more about it than right. we do. I do. I mean, and, and I would. And if it's if it's a major concern about the budget, I'm more than happy to sit down and see where this person, you know, I've kind of worked with the budget a little bit. I, you know, of where this person get paid out of, would it require us to do a budget amendment? I don't know that at this point. If you, you know, another two weeks probably isn't going to... Well, we got some stuff you know, that, I don't want to say it the wrong way, the, in our budget for pretty stuff, that we could allocate for oh, yeah. personnel stuff that would help offset on a roundabout way to do the mm -hmm. pretty stuff. Because part of, the, part of that salary could come out of the electric fund, uh, you know, not that they're suing the And it would <laughs> because it's... I, I can't telling. see either one of these ladies hiring someone full-time and then, as you said, having them later on sitting around this third person totally under their thumbs because they're not, they don't have enough work to do. I think that they'll make sure they have plenty of work to do. Absolutely. And I'm sure they will. <laughs> and John's right. When we've got the extra staff at 
it got stuff got done. Yeah, stuff got done. That's right. I mean, in that, in the, and I think you're talking the parks department. Parks, not yeah. The campground, the yeah. parks department. Parks is campground and yeah. parks. Yeah. But I think it's made a big difference. Huge difference. We struggled yeah. in the past, but now they're getting stuff done that. Not that they didn't try in the past, there just wasn't enough people. Right. Are we still yeah. looking for another utility worker? Electric guy. Electric guy. Yeah. You got two applicants. I think the applications are due Wednesday, if I remember the ad correctly. I'm going to make a motion that this should become a full-time job. I agree. Second. And, and how you guys do the interview and then have a councilman kind of... Mike or Dale, you sit in on it. And then the three applicants that you did interview, whoever they are, back out to them and say, now this is going to be a full time. Yeah. You still right. want your name in the hat. Yeah. Right. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. So you're not interviewing them again. Right. We have a second on that motion. I second it. Roll call. Steinkamp? Yes. Long? Yes. Frank? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Wallen? Yes. Before we adjourn, I've had issues with the recycle trailer at the park. In the when it gets full, Brian Elliott texts me, and, and the garbage ends up in his front yard, and he doesn't like that. So I, I'm looking for the council. Is there a way we can address that issue? Is it cardboard, or is it? Well, they'll take their garbage and throw it out. Well, we don't want garbage in recycling. No, trailer, but there but there are people that are leaving it there and dumping it in. And when it's full, then they just throw it outside, and then he ends in his yard. And what about? This might be the right way, wrong way, but you know we talked about different locations. How right. the location? What about a short chain link fence in that area? I actually thought about that today. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a chain link fence out the junk or the dump or the uh, water plant we could take out or sewer plant. See what I'm saying? That would stop yeah. the wind blowing it out of it, the side. Wouldn't end up in his yard. Right. Or, and we could do yeah. it. I'm not very good with directions on the north side and the east side. Right. <clears throat> You know, so it's still easy access coming in from for right in the this street that to come in there. Well, we'll see if we and you know, with something. us changing the bag fee, that should help eliminate people trying to throw garbage there. They can yeah. put it almost anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they'll do it anyway. But it, I guarantee it, every 10 days he texts me and said, there's stuff blowing in my yard. What are you going to do about it? So, so maybe think about, maybe that's an option for us. Is the, I don't but, know where else to put it, to be honest I don't. With you. I don't either, but I thought maybe council might think about it. And, because he's going to want to, what are we going to do? I, I'd say <clears throat> we could get that fence put up. That's, that shows that we're going to try it. If it doesn't work, then we've got to go to a plan B. Yeah. At least then <clears throat> they know we're, we're making an effort trying to control the situation. Right. <clears throat> and maybe put a sign there, which won't make any difference, but we'll please, please don't dump on the ground or something. You know, Recycling I mean, only. Yeah. Because yeah. I know we talked about the cardboard part getting full. Yeah. Yep. And instead of bringing a second one in, talk to the businesses about not dumping their cardboard in there. And we did send them a letter here, I don't know when it was, a year ago, maybe? Well, I know a letter two of them we talked to personally. Yeah. I, so we, we dump it, what, a couple times a month or a couple times? Up. Yeah, at least twice a month, if yep. not three times a month. Yeah, because we, we anticipated once a month when we started, and, and it's... Yeah. It's never been once a month. It's always two or three times no. a month. No, we got well, a lot of people. We, I mean, we know that. <laughs> got a lot of people that come here during the summer, especially. Yeah. Okay. Motion to adjourn. Second. Yep. Meeting adjourned.